Successful people learn how to make their mind work for them. I'm David Nagel, and this is the Successful Mind Podcast. An amazing thing, and um, it's a fascinating concept when you consider that it really is going to determine uh, the quality of your dream and whether or not that dream actually happens. I hear very frequently um, that people want to make a quantum leap in their business which I think is fine. Um, They want to know when things are going to get easier in their business, which I think is fine to some extent. I think it's dangerous uh, in others. Um, They want to know about building a team. There's a funny little thing that people say, especially when we're, doing VIP days or strategy sessions with people, they, they say, I need my staff. I need to, I need to hire my, my, my own staff. And uh, Steph and I always laugh when we hear that. Um, and I think it's a, uh, it's an interesting comment, but I really don't think that people understand uh, exactly what Steph does and to the extent in which she does it. Uh, Steph was not somebody that I found that was prepared to be in the role in our company that she is now. And most people have no idea what Steph went through uh, to become the leader that she is, to be able to run our company the way that she does now. Um, Steph came to work with me back in about 2009, and it was a very interesting situation because I had been coaching her for about a year. I may have the dates a little skewed, but it's pretty accurate. Steph had her own business that she was working on, and uh, they actually had a couple of businesses, uh, Brandon and Steph did. Um, And... They were doing okay. I mean, they were do, they were doing all right. It wasn't any big shakes, but but they were doing all right. They were struggling. You know, there was a vision there. There was a, an idea of where they they wanted to go in life. And Steph and I hit it off uh, really well, really really quick. And I could tell that she was really the consummate student. Like she had the same desire and passion to learn that I did. And what I say that is, uh, what I kind of mean by it is the commitment level was there. A lot of people have a desire and a passion to learn, but they don't really have the commitment level uh, that it takes to do it in a way where, you know, you're going to work to be great someday. They want to be born great or thrust into a position that's great. But, you know, look at it like this. 
if you if you are uh, if you're wishing or wanting or hoping that your business makes a quantum leap or that you have some kind of a quantum leap in business, I'll bet you you're thinking about the result as far as the quantum leap, the amount of income that you're making, the amount of sales that you're making. You're probably not considering that with that kind of a result, you're also going to make a quantum leap in problems because it's very true. It's very true. And see, most people don't want the problems. They want to run away from them. Um, there's a reason why leaders make, really good leaders anyway, make so much money when you're looking at it from the, the perspective of business because they, they come in and do something that's really remarkable. It's not just leading a company into the vision or the outcome of that of that business or that dream, but it is managing and solving the problems and the conflict that allow that to happen. And very many people, you know, especially today, because it doesn't take much to be able to start your own business. You can start your own business and it's just you you have a product or a service, you find a few people that are willing to purchase from you, and you're in business. But does that make you a leader? Well, potentially, you know, potentially, because you obviously have a dream or a vision, something that you're going after, it's a leadership position but just because you're in that position, it doesn't make you a leader. A leader is something that you have to grow into. A leader is something that you have to be dedicated to becoming. And if you want to have, if you if you either want to have a great leader in your business to be able to grow it, or you want to become a great leader yourself, either way, you're going to have to learn how to become a leader. And this is where I see the downfall of so many people because they're just not willing to do what it takes in order to become that leader, in order to be able to find that leader. See, no, no great leader is going to want to come work somewhere where they're not capable of having their own vision fulfilled either, you know? And so many people are looking for a great leader in their company, but they're looking for it out of desperation. And it's almost like, please, somebody just take this giant mess that I've created off my plate. And there's no leader that wants that. There's no, there's no really good leader worth their salt anyway that wants that. They're not, that's not what they're looking for. They're looking for an opportunity where they can take that talent and that skill and do something with it and and make a difference in the lives of other people and have the potential to fulfill their dream. But see, the leader has to be able to walk in their own leadership when it's damn hard before they become a great leader of other people. So let me tell you a little bit about what Steph did in order to become the great leader that she is today. When she came to work with me, she didn't have to do anything. Her job was sales. So that's all she had to do was sales. But 
I've never seen Steph do anything that she is not 100% committed to and immediately taking ownership of it. It was one of the first things that I noticed about her. Even before, even when I was when I was coaching with her before she was working with me, I saw I saw this great ability, capacity, and dedication to taking ownership of where she was going. I saw that because she took ownership of her family. She took ownership, and not and what I mean that by that is Steph took ownership of the problems in her family. Now, I'm not going to go into that in any great depth because that's private to her. But I was coaching her, so I was kind of privy to what was going on in her life. And she had problems just like anybody else did. But she didn't run from her problems. She was full in in how do I solve all of these problems. She was a young mother at the time. Her kids were small. She has great kids. She has a great family. She has a great husband. And she had a vision for where, like, where are we going? You know, where are we, where are we actually going? That wasn't my vision. That was her vision. And I'm not talking about where are we going with the, our company. I'm talking about her family. And it also presented quite a challenge because this was something that had to be learned. She had to learn not only uh, how to then t- take her family where she wanted her family to go, but she had to learn how to do everything in my company and in our industry. Our our industry, the coaching industry, the seminar industry is a very interesting, very, very interesting industry. And you're especially... uh, well, 20 years ago, but even 10 years ago, you were not going to find people that had a whole hell of a lot of experience running major businesses within this industry. They didn't exist. They just didn't exist. Most of them were solo operations. You you had, uh, you know, one or two companies out there, Robbins being one of them, that had built it into something big. But the, but, as far as the internal working of the way that these companies operate within this industry, there's, there's nobody that really had any experience doing it. So everything had to be learned. And, you know, you'll hear people say things like, oh, it's different with this and it's different with that. In our industry, it is, it is quite a bit different because a lot of what's done from an operations perspective really has to do with how well do you understand the client base? How well do you understand the coaching client and what their needs are, what they're doing, what the challenges are of working with those individuals, what they want? Uh, It's very different. So it's not like you can plug and play. You know, you, you take somebody who is a great salesperson for any other company and you plop them down into the coaching industry uh, if they don't under if they don't learn, they'll starve because it's a completely different type of sale. You have to really have a lot of understanding. There has to be an, an, an empathy and a compassion uh, for dealing with other people that you don't necessarily have to have in other t- 
types of business. So first of all, most people don't realize the amount of hours and days and years that I spent coaching Steph. And it was beyond an, a, a normal coaching relationship because she created it that way. She showed up. She traveled with me on her own dime, I might add. She, Steph paid for her own airfare, first class. She paid for her hotels. She paid for her family to go with her on the road as much as possible. She paid for her own help with her family, like hiring a teacher or a nanny to be able to come help with the kids and, and do something creative and, and educational with them while we were working. I didn't pay for that. She paid for it. In the beginning, she paid for everything. And she was paid basically straight commission. There was a little stipend in there, but it was very little. It really wasn't much to, to do anything. So in order to be able to pay for this and have her own company, which basically when she worked with me, she was a contracted uh, employee, she had to make a hell of a lot of sales. That had to be consistent. Not just for us, but for her. And she never missed anything. Everything that I was doing, she was there. VIPs days, she was in a VIP day. If I was coaching, she was there. If I was doing live events or smaller events, bigger events, didn't matter what it was, she was there. And not just helping, but learning. We would do, we would do events and then uh, Steph and I sometimes would spend hours after the event where she was just asking me questions. Why did you coach this person this way? How did you come to that conclusion? Why did you say this? Why are you doing that? on and on and on and on and on because she was dedicated to learning. She never once, in all the years that I've known her, she's never once come to me with a problem and just said, how do I fix this? She's always explored, educated, researched answers and come with a problem, but also come with what she thinks might be a solution. That's leadership. That's leadership. That's responsibility. And all these years that she's doing this, she's preparing herself to be a really great leader. She knew she had so much that she had to learn. Consummate reader. And here's something else. Because leadership's not just dropping into a position and then telling people what to do. It's about asking for help. And Steph has no problem asking for help. She'll go to the ends of the earth to find answers to something that is a problem or a challenge that we're having uh, to find the right people to get the right answers. She doesn't pretend that she knows something when she doesn't know something just so that it does, you know, she won't show up with egg on her face or something like that. And then in our company, it's never that way anyway. People are free to make mistakes. I want people to make mistakes because we can't learn and grow 
if you're not making mistakes. She doesn't give up. She doesn't make excuses. She always accepts responsibility. And then there's the whole idea of learning how to manage other people and manage the conflict with other people. And the problems that other people have in their life while they're working with us. It's not just a body, it's a human being. People with families, people that have big challenges in their families. And it's never just telling somebody, suck it up and get over it. She helps people find solutions to the problems that they're having so that not only could they be better, but we can all be better together. Accepting responsibility as if it was me and the consequence that I have to bear because I own the company as if it was her own. She cares about it that much, that deeply. She cares about all of you to a tremendous degree, a tremendous degree. She will bend over backwards to help somebody get a result if they're putting forth the effort. She'll take time out of her own personal time to help somebody to get the answer if they're putting forth the effort. She is a tough negotiator. She does not suffer fools, I'll tell you that right now. And she thinks ahead. She's always thinking ahead. So when people say, I want, I need to get my own stuff, you have to know what you're looking for to begin with. It wasn't that, you know, she popped out like uh, some kind of a toy out of a Cracker Jack box one day. She built herself from the ground up. And it was a lot of blood, sweat, and tears. It was a lot of not hitting goals. Being stuck at times, being frustrated, dealing with uh, very interesting personalities along the way. So it's a commitment. It's a really, really deep commitment in the excellence of what a person is going to do with their life, where they're going to go, how they're actually going to get there, and what are you willing to do to get there. So often a person will show up, you know, for an interview or something like that, and they just want to know what's in it for them, which I also understand because you're going to work for somebody, you want to know what's in it for you. But you're also looking for somebody who will be in it to win it, not just to collect a paycheck and go home. Not to say, hey, it's five o'clock, I'm punching out, whatever problems are left you deal with. So that person is also going to be a reflection of you. You have to have something to offer 
for that type of a person to be in, in your business. I also knew very early on, and I, I wasn't sure I was 100% correct, but I thought I was, was that the, the, the person that we needed to really run this company to be able to move it forward was not somebody that we were going to find out on the street. We might find somebody that has some good solid skills and some, uh, some experience perhaps, but there was also going to be, have to be a significant amount of learning to go with it. I don't believe Steph could do the job that she does without being as good of a coach as I am. I just don't think she'd be able to do it. Because if she hadn't done the work on her side, I mean, for those of you that, that are coaches, and just even if you're not a coach, just by being in this or whoever you've been around as far as a coach and other individuals that are in the industry that are really coaches and mentors, if, the, if those people didn't do the work on themselves to where they've really removed most of the blind spots in their life, what ends up happening is that you set yourself up to have the wool pulled over your eyes by other individuals very easily because it's always the thing that you're not willing to look at inside of yourself that makes you vulnerable with your team. It makes you vulnerable with clients. It makes you vulnerable with other businesses that you have to negotiate with. And it, the only way that that changes is if you actually work on yourself and then have the experience of being able to work with people on that level so that you really understand what's going on. And then to cultivate the skill to be able to lead the person to the next level or lead the person to the solution or lead the person to the goal, lead the person out of their own problem Again, it's not just a, a get over it and we'll see you on the other side. That's not what leadership is. It's also not threatened. Steph wants us to work with people that have just as much talent and skill as we do, if not more. And that's something that I see so many people run away from because God forbid somebody in the company would be better than them at something. It takes a deal of maturity here that you're, you're really digging into in yourself and saying, where are my insecurities? What am I afraid of? Because when you get to that level, that's a different place to be able to help other people from because you can seriously get out of your own way. Really having a sound understanding of those laws. You know, the, the idea of manifesting something as a business, as a, as a company, um, Without understanding the universal laws, it is, it is very difficult 
to have enough faith to do things in a way where you believe that everything that you're putting into a moment or a plan or an idea that is going to pay off enough at some future time, it could be a quarter or somewhere in the year, that it keeps a company profitable, that it keeps the company moving ahead, that allows that company to then build a foundation that expands from that foundation so that the, the, the vision of the company can go even further. You, if you don't understand the laws, you're in real trouble because you're only dealing with what you can see or what you know at the moment. And my God, how would you ever move forward? It's one of the interesting things when you're helping other people build businesses in the way that we do, the, the idea is that we have to be able to see ahead of them for them until they can see it for themselves, you know, and be able to walk that process until they can experience it to the degree where they have enough confidence and they can really kind of take the reins themselves. You can't do that if you haven't done it yourself. You can't. It's not just acting a part or a role. You've had to have lived it. You have to be able to anticipate what's going to happen before it happens and be damn close to being right most of the time. Otherwise, there's just huge mistakes. For those of you that do events, you know that when you're putting everything in your, well, not just from a financial perspective, but from a human resource perspective, from an energy perspective, from a thought perspective, from the idea of, a result can either expand a belief or it can damage a belief, depending on what that result is. And then once you start having beliefs that are damaged within inside of an organization, it takes a lot to be able to then change the belief system of that organization because they keep getting a result that they don't want and it diminishes their faith. It diminishes uh, the, the their energy to be able to say, oh, I believe we can actually change this. We can go further than we ever did before, even when we're totally stuck. You can't do that if you haven't done it yourself, where you've literally put everything on the line and, and rolled the dice for yourself. And doing all of that while you have your own personal challenges. You have your own challenges with your children. You have your own challenges within your own marriage and, and extended family relations. Being able to be a leader where other people don't have the ability to be a leader. How many times have we talked about how do we deal with our extended family? You know, when their their psychology just can't really allow them to be a benefit, but you don't you don't necessarily want to completely kick them to the curb because they are your family. So you're going to take on some level of responsibility to engage with them or to be able to help them to some degree without having them bowl you over 
with their with their lack of capacity to have any leadership in their own life. That's all learned. That's all that's stepping into when it's really difficult to draw boundaries with people that you love and you care about. To see and to experience people who are in pain. And to have to show up at work in the morning while all of those things are are going on. If a person has not experienced that, if they haven't walked that in their own life, they're not going to be a great leader of people anywhere else. They're not going to have the compassion and the understanding to know where to be firm and where to be a little more compassionate. That's a delicate line with people. And people need the firmness because somebody has to take a stand for them when they can't. You also have to take a stand for people with their goal when they can't. A lot of what we do is transfer of belief. Transfer of belief is an amazing thing because belief is an amazing thing. If there's anything that's close to having a magical quality to it, it's belief. Because when you believe the fact that it actually happens time and time and time again will blow your mind. But what blows your mind even more is that when somebody doesn't believe, believe, but they can leverage your belief to have the same result, it's, it's like watching a miracle happen. But you can't have that belief if you haven't done it yourself, which means you have to take the risk. You have to put yourself out there and take a chance of losing. You have to stretch beyond what is comfortable all the time and accept responsibility as if all of it was your own. Today, I watch people, they don't want to take ownership. They run from ownership. I mean, it's pretty crazy, the world that we're we're living in. We probably see it more than most of the generations that came before us. You know, I think one of the things that's really true is that regardless of the problems and the faults of the people that came before us, there was a level of pride there that was pretty astounding that, that went through the world because so much had to be overcome That's, that's experience right there. That is a, an amazing energetic leverage point for other people. Believe in my belief that you can do this. Not just pulling that out of your ass, so to speak, but to really have actually lived it and to hold that unwavering place for other people to be able to stand in their own greatness. That's leadership. To be solid in that place while they're doing the thing 
that scares the hell out of them, while they're stretching, while they're growing, while you're allowing them also to step into a new level of dedication for themselves. That's not easily done by anybody. When you're going to consciously say, I'm going to accept more responsibility, I'm going to take a chance and accept more responsibility, I'm going to try to grow into a better leader of me so that I can be a better leader of others, so that I can get better results in my own life, to be able to do that, that's scary. And to do it and know that a a significant percentage of the time you're going to fail. Not like a permanent failure, but a failure in that's part of growing. You're going to fail. You're going to fall down. Nobody's born into this world knowing how to walk. You fall down thousands of times before you learn how to walk. But there's always somebody there putting their finger out and saying, hold on, stand up, try again, do it again, take another step. Come on, take one more step. When you're tired and you think you can't do anymore, they say, take one more step. Prompting you to step into your own growth. Take responsibility of that growth. So when you ask for a quantum leap, you better understand that you're asking for a quantum leap in problems also. They go hand in hand. When you want things to be easier, you better really think about what you're asking for. Because success and things being easier doesn't necessarily go hand in hand. I do believe, though, that when people are saying, when is it going to get easier, what they're really what they're really asking, even if they're not 100% aware of it, is when am I going to get to the place where I'm, where I'm not battling myself to be able to do it anymore? That I do agree. That, that doesn't make everything easier. When you can count on yourself to get up every morning and you know you're going to show up without having to have some battle line conversation in your mind as to whether you're going to get out of bed or not or whether you're going to do this or that that you said that you were going to do. When, when you get to the place where you're beyond that, it, get that, it gets easier then from that perspective but not from the perspective of challenges. It's just that you know you're going to show up to the challenge. You know that you're going to give it your very best. And when it doesn't work and when you can't see the result, that you're going to do everything that you can to find it and not just take that responsibility and push it off onto someone else because you got tired or you don't want to risk anymore. You've, you've all heard people ask me the question, uh, do I have to become a master salesperson before I hire a salesperson? And the answer is, to some degree, yes. 
Otherwise, how do you know what you're hiring? A sales position is a performance position. You have to know the difference between, you know, if a salesperson comes to you and says, I'm not, I'm not hitting my sales goal because the marketing sucks, because nobody's buying right now, because the price is too high, because the product is off, because the dates don't work. You have to be able to tell the difference as to whether that's true or not. And if you don't know how to get past those objections and find out if they're true with you when you're doing it, you can't be a leader for them. Everything at the fundamental level is about changing beliefs because everything emanates out of that idea. Do you really believe it or not? And at the very most basic level of owning a business is leadership itself. You're saying, I'm going to be a leader beyond just the mediocrity of leading my own life, but I'm going to stand up for something bigger and I'm going to inspire others to do something. I'm going to, I am going to make a difference. I'm going to try and attempt to do something that has an outcome beyond just myself, but for other people. I'm going to try to create a legacy for myself and my family. That's leadership. To be able to inspire others to any degree to do something that gives them a different outcome, that's leadership. To be able to sell to a person where you're helping them eliminate confusion and buy into an idea that will make their life better, that's leadership. To help people work through the, the confrontation that happens between all human beings so that they can put their hands together and shake hands and come out and work as a team when it's hard and there's differences of opinion, that's leadership. In order to be able to take yourself from the place of where you are now, where it's stuck and it's difficult and there's all the other things that are actually going on and not just show up tomorrow, but say, how do we take this to the next level? Just to ask the question, that's leadership. When everything around you is, is coming down because of a mistake or a change, Steph has talked to us uh, a few times now about the changes that are going on technologically in the world. You know, big tech companies are, are doing things uh, that are very, very challenging for business owners because so much of business has moved now through the necessity of tech that these changes 
put people out of business overnight. To stay abreast of those things, to try to figure out how to adapt and not make yourself vulnerable and still move forward, that's leadership. To have everything go wrong and then find a way to still hit the goal, that's leadership. And to love another person as if you loved yourself without judging them, but helping them really see the value of their own participation in what they're doing. That's leadership. So when you ask the question of where do you find your stuff, you better ask yourself the question, are you prepared to be that leader yourself? Are you prepared to put in the time that's required, the money that's required, the dedication that's required, the internal tough question. You know, if we go back to our Leland Van Vandewall quote, uh, your success is the equivalent of your ability to see truth, you know, to answer those, your own questions of truth without running away from them inside of yourself. Because that's what's so difficult for people to do. When you want that, when you're looking for that person, you have to be able to do that yourself. You have to be able to find that within yourself. And blame does not fit anywhere in the equation. It's all about responsibility to be able to move forward. Because whatever the breakdown is, it's a breakdown in leadership. It's a breakdown in leadership in yourself or in your team or how you're approaching solving the problem. If you want to go forward, it's not just about how warm and fuzzy the laws of the universe could be and how inspired we can be about great stories and the, the, the fun and the excitement of really being able to earn large sums of money in a short period of time because you're learning something that most people don't know. All of those things are great, but in order to just really build, you know, you, want, you don't just want a, a foundation or just like one stick sticking out of the ground. You want to build a cathedral that's leadership. That's what gets you there. That's what builds it. That's what actually allows you to have the full completion of everything that you're actually looking for. I think anyway, within the business and the dream that you have for yourself. All these different pieces are all significant parts. It's 100% true. But with the difficulties that we have, and the growth, the growth itself, just accepting the fact that I'm a human being and I have to consistently call myself to my own growth. That's leadership. That The answer is leadership. All day, all night, all year, all of your life. And if you have a, an opportunity to engage with Steph Tuss, tell her thank you because we all owe a great debt to that woman.
Thanks for listening to the Successful Mind Podcast. And if you like what you heard and you want to know more, go to davidnagel.com forward slash free stuff.